See this episode's show notes for our unique promo code to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn when you sign up for a new account. Get your show on Apple and Spotify. Get helpful stats and all the support you need to sound your very best. Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 325. You are with your High Priest of Conchu Ray. G'day, everybody. I am back, and I'm here to give you another very tangential connection to Moon Knight for this episode. Uh, we'll be looking at, if you look at the up in the night sky, it's a waning gibbous. So that means we're doing a moonwalk. Um, so that's Moon Knight, not in his run. And this time round, I've called it a superior sliver. Might have something to do with the amount of screen time Moon Knight has in this issue. It is 2013's Superior Spider-Man Team-Up number one by Christopher Yost. Uh, so yes, welcome everybody uh for those that do have access to the video i'm slightly angled now i'm trying to just work out some acoustics where i am i'm up in an attic and i usually talk straight into an angled ceiling so i, I think acoustically it doesn't sound as good as it could uh, so i've just angled myself out to more project out in the open space hopefully we get a better result. We'll have to wait and see. I haven't tried that much, really. I've just, all I've done is move, you know, 30 degrees <laughs> um, uh, east if if uh, straight ahead is true north. So we'll, we'll see how it goes anyway. Before any of that, of course, a huge thank you to our sponsors, all the Petronis. Thank you so much for, for supporting the show. I mean, geez, we've been going on for for quite a while now 325 sometimes i have to pinch myself take a step back and go wow that's that's a, a pretty long session uh i know we had an influx of fantastic moonlight material and we still we still do like on a regular basis with comic books and some merchandise but you know with the tv show it was, it was a real boon uh, i must say now things have kind of you know they've kind of steadied out uh, plateaued if you will uh, so uh, and and you know we are subject to the phase of the moon uh, so the last few episodes we have had a waxing gibbous a waning gibbous which is the other side of the moon a moon walk you know that sort of stuff where uh, i like to pick obscure moonlight comic book issues uh, so i feel <laughs> I may have gone to the extreme uh, in the sense that he is very fleeting in some of these issues. I'm not going to lie, but it's fun anyway. And I, I guess what I'm saying is I, you know, stepping back at this, these amounts of, of episodes that we've done, uh, maybe I'm just between you and me, listener, maybe I'm just sharing a little here uh, with the, the coming 
of our second little one, um, you know, quite a busy household, it is a little bit more difficult to try and find time to, to bring this out on a regular basis. So you may have noticed uh, it, it slips a day or two here on either side of a week. Uh, so I do apologize for that. But I want to thank all the patronies. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. I mean, you're helping out heaps. And I, I just want to bring out really good content for you. So uh, although some of these episodes may not be to your liking, uh, may not include as much Moon Knight as you'd hoped, uh, it still is uh, Moon Knight related. Look, I'm trying to cover, I want to cover everything that Moon Knight is in. So I guess if we do have to rip the Band-Aid off and, and do a couple of these issues where he's literally in maybe just a couple of panels, uh, so be it. But um, I'm hoping you enjoy, you know, these comics anyway. And it might be something that you uh, want to, you know, explore a bit further down the line. Right? So we're looking at Superior Spider-Man team-up. Maybe it's something that you never would have considered reading. Um, hopefully by the end of, of this discussion, maybe it's piqued some sort of interest in you. So uh, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go on that one. But a huge thank you to the Patronis, and in particular our principal sponsors as well, Odin, Odin, Sword, of course. Sean, thank you so much. Uh, Frank, the Think Tank, uh, you are a dude. I hope you're still listening. Uh, a big shout out to you. Much love to you as well. Mario Digicom. Uh, Mario, you are excellent. That is uh, as, as much as I can sum it. Uh, Drew Tombs, of course. Drew, uh, I will. Drew, just to respond to you because I may be lagging in some Discord messages. Uh, yeah, I will take you up on that. Let's get sheet faced. That is with a double E. I haven't sworn. Uh, Drew, let's do it. Let's try and fit something in. I would love to have a Moon Knight cocktail with you. Uh, they were delicious. Oh, you've just got to ask Chad. Uh, Daniel doing as well. Daniel, I um, hope you're doing very well. Loving the Fringe Night stuff. I'm so happy for you that it's all kind of working out. People that don't know, Daniel is releasing a figure um, of his creation. Uh, he's in the comic book creation, Fringe Night. So really, I urge you to check it out. I'm just going to have a look at my glass of wine here. I don't know why, loonies. I'll tell you what. Up in this attic, I close the ladder. I, I think I'm safe. I had a glass of wine the other night up in the attic, just watching, I think I was watching Sarah Connor Chronicles, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Had a look in there, all these little fruit flies in my wine glass. What, what the hell? That was a waste of a good glass of wine. So I've just covered it. For those who have the video, I know it's a bit random. I'm covering it with a a package, a package of resealable bags, not a resealable bag. I'm covering it with a package of it. So hopefully those little fruit flies don't get in. Anyway, I've lost my train of thought already. Uh, yes, of course, Seahills Dead Comics and Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. I'm hoping to. As much as I love our sponsors, a huge thank you to both of them, Seahills Dead Comics and Dreamland. Love, love, love both of you. I am looking to refresh some of our sponsors. Yeah, I'm just trying to trying to refresh the show in some capacity. So anyway, huge thank you. That's a long-winded intro and a thank you to our sponsors. Thanking people is never long-winded, Ray. So shut up. I will. I will, sir. So yes, uh, let, you know, why don't we go to a little bit of a white noise now? Only a couple of things I want to bring to your attention, fair, fair loony. Uh, 
on our social media platforms, you probably would have seen a big shout out to the likes of Mario and Rebecca, I think, for dropping in um, the the latest preview pages for issue 22, which releases April 12th. Uh, so I do believe for uh, general listeners, by the time you listen to this, this might be the day that it drops. So fingers crossed I get my editing done in time. Uh, yes, that. The preview for it is out now. Look, I, I usually make a point not to read the previews or um, or look at them just because I like to be surprised. I want to want to be refreshed. Um, if you, actually while I'm here, uh, I, some of you may know I'm a big Valiant comic book um, fan. I love the Valiant universe, and they're fantastic. Get, don't get me wrong. Uh, more recently, they they're a little. I must say, actually, Exo Man of War Unconquered, the first issue was brilliant. I loved it. Becky Cloonan, fantastic, fantastic. And the art, I can't even remember who it was. Liam Sharp, was it? I don't know. Anyway, it was fantastic. Um, they released too little. Anyway, where I'm getting to with this story is Valiant have a tendency that they, at the end of the comic, they'll give you like five pages, six pages of a preview of the next issue. I don't know. D does that does that float your boat, listeners? Uh, let me know. For me, it doesn't. Like I, I don't want like that's a good. What is it? It's a good quarter, quarter of an issue that you're getting revealed. Uh, potential spoilers. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's something I'd, I'd prefer to to steer away from. I I like to once I get the hard copy, once I get the floppy in my hand, uh, I'd like to be able to open it up and read the entirety of it, uh, you know, and, and be surprised, a bit of shock and awe. Uh, going through the first six pages, depending on how long it's been, like for this, the preview, if you if you look at the previews now and, you know, everyone's different, so I don't want to dissuade you or persuade you, either, uh, you know, on either side. Uh, yeah, if you read it now, it'd still be fresh in your mind and, you know, come the day that you get your your floppy, you read it. You've already read the first six pages. Anyway, that's all the by the by. Um, I will put a link in the show notes. AIPT Comics. Uh, they always release previews. Go check it out if you want to. Uh, the second one I, that came about, um, you know, just me haphazardly just trawling, trawling the internet with a a fine mesh net, hoping hoping to catch, you know, not just minnows, hoping to to bank myself a whale. Uh, and there's a rumor I thought was interesting enough. I, any any loonies, please follow up or, or comment on this if you can. Uh, the second series of Marvel Lego collectible minifigures apparently will have some Moon Knight action. So the article reads, and I'll read a little bit of it, uh, the rumored second series of Lego Marvel minifigures could be full of characters that you may and may not recognize from a vast slate of shows. Uh, reported to be arriving in um, September this year uh, by Promo Bricks, the rumored second series of Lego Marvel collectible minifigures now has a full list of characters that are said to be included. And these are once more believed to be based on recent and upcoming Disney Plus Marvel TV shows. Um, and they include likes of Loki, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, What If, and WandaVision. But it also includes a Moon Knight, 
and a Mr. Knight alongside as well, the two Hawkeyes. So if you do want to add this to your collection, I do have a little, I, I ordered a, like a custom Moon Knight Lego figure. Cause I just, you know, I did, I do dig Lego. Uh, and so I, it was really, yeah, it wasn't that um, expensive at all. I'm thinking of actually ordering a, a, a bit more. I'm playing with the little fella Finn, some Lego, and I love to, to role play like Marvel action scenes. Um, so yeah, Moon Knight goes really well there. Uh, so anyway, minifigures, go check them out. I mean, Moon Knight has been featured in minifigures before. Um, I got one, oh gosh, what was that, three years ago, four years ago. Um, so I don't think there's any shortage of Moon Knight being in minifigures, but if you want the TV version of them, then they will be made available September this year. Okay, no fruit flies in that in that gulp. Well, I mean that that pretty much covers the um, the white noise for this week. So um, let's go hit let's go hit it up with uh, our moonwalk. And as mentioned, looking at a Superior Spider Man team up volume one issue one, a day in someone else's life. Uh, release date July 24th, 2013. Cover date September 2013. And we have writers Chris Yost or writer Chris Yost, penciler David Lopez, inker Andy Owens, colorist Rochelle Rosenberg. There's a familiar name. Letterer Chris Eliopoulos and editor Stephen Wacker. Um, and I should have, I did, oops, pardon me, I did have. Let me just uh, look it up. I did have where this is also collected in. So apart from the floppy, of course, which you can probably buy from third-party dealers or your local comic book store, which you should be um, going to first and foremost, uh, it's available on digital. It's on Marvel Unlimited. That's how I read it. Uh, but it has also been collected in some things. Uh, Spider-Man Firsts trade paperback of 2014. Uh, also been collected in Superior Spider-Man Team Up, the trade paperback called Versus from 2013 and 14. I think that probably does the, the first six issues. Uh, and then we have the Superior Spider-Man Companion trade paperback that was released in 2018. Uh, and there's also a, um, you know, those red books, the hardcover red books that you get of of uh, Marvel characters. So in 2016 to 20, there was a one based on Superior Spider-Man. I should have actually, um, actually, maybe I should. What I'll do, let me see if I can. Oh, no, don't worry. Well, that's it. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> I don't want to... Um, belabor it too much for for those that don't have the video so if i had not prepared it then i have not prepared it and we'll leave it at that there uh yes and so what we'll usually do um actually let's go into the covers right now first so uh looking at the covers for this oh of course i yes there we go uh regular cover there by paolo rivera uh, looking pretty cool. Uh, you'll see Spider-Man swinging down the likes of Hawkeye, Black Widow, Human Torch. Um, you've got Falcon, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Spider-Woman as well. Remember, she features 
uh, a, a bit in the Avengers and Captain America, all kind of, uh, what do you call it, abseiling down from a heli character, hel- heli carrier, uh, and there's Superior Spider-Man. Uh, I'll bring it into context for those that are unfamiliar with Superior Spider-Man, a very different Spider-Man, uh, one that you're not probably used to, and the Avengers certainly aren't. Uh, the first variant cover is a blank variant cover, so not much there. It's just uh, the title. Uh, this was during Marvel Now. Um, so we're talking about, for Moon Knight reference, and talking about around about, sorry, the time Warren Ellis and the Declan Shelby run were, was featuring, and then Brian Wood and Colin Bunn later on. Uh, but this is just your, your blank variant, so I guess you, you go to your, your con and you get someone to, to draw it something on the front cover there. That's pretty cool. Uh, there is a, a variant cover by Humberto Ramos. who looks pretty cool there. Uh, all your Avengers piled up. Uh, you can also see the likes of Cloak and Dagger uh, and Hyperion. Um, they're piled up there with Superior Spider-Man on top of them. Uh, then there's a there's a retailer incentive cover by Paolo Rivera. It's basically the, a black and white version of the regular cover. Uh, we've also got a black and white incentive variant. Um, it's called the the Deadpool cover. So a little bit, of, oh, I call it a little bit of cheating. It's a regular cover, uh, but Rivera has drawn like Deadpool with a gun, and he's kind of looking on. Uh, he's in the foreground looking at Spider-Man and, and all the others kind of jumping down from the helicarrier. Um, so, you know, if this was all digital art, it's a simple matter of uh, clicking on the layer, or obviously drawing the layer and then clicking it on. And then finally, uh, there's the Deadpool variant as well. So it's a color version of that, which looks pretty cool. And again, uh, pretty much the, the standard cover, but just includes Deadpool his back of his head, two katanas, and uh, and a gun, two a couple of guns. He's holding as he looks up. I mean, why not? Um, Deadpool's very popular, so you know why not include him? Yep. So uh, for those that may not or are unfamiliar with the format of this show, or maybe after three hundred twenty-four times you've forgotten let me remind you uh what i'll do is i'll go through a bare bones which is another name for synopsis this time written and provided by wiki and then i'll go through on uh, basically my overall impression of this issue what i thought of it uh and we'll go into then key aspects and of course one of those key aspects will be a mention of moon knight and how he plays his perspective his injection into the story um I'll, I'll speak about that before ending it with um, a rating from Connishu's rating system. Just checking for fruit flies again. Nothing there. Ah, that's good. It's wet the gullet, ready to go. Uh, yes. So, why not? I'll just put that down. Why don't I'll sh- I share this for our. Fair viewers, um, here we go. So this is uh, 2013. So actually, my overall impression, uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, depends on if you're a fan of the Dan Slot Spider-Man run. Uh, he was the one responsible for Superior Spider-Man. And again, for those that may not 
be aware of this iteration of Spider-Man. It was a massive thing. Dan Slott got death threats over it. I mean, you should never do that. Come on, fans. Don't ever do that. That's just taking it too far. Uh, Superior Spider-Man was when Otto... Um, oh, my God. I've, I've forgotten his name. Dr. Ock. That's all I'm saying. What is Octavius? Dr. Otto Octavius. Yes. Oh, I forgot his name. Um, yeah, he might be to the wine. I don't know. He uh, he took over. So he was dying and he injected, inserted his mind, his consciousness into Spider-Man and he exchanged it. And so Peter Parker apparently went into the dying body of Dr. Doctor Octopus or Doc Ock. Uh, he died along with the body and we have Otto in the Spider-Man suit and the Spider-Man body. So it's essentially your diabolical supervillain in the body of, you know, one of his arch nemesis, nemeses. Uh, so you get a very, a very different Spider-Man here. Uh, he's a lot more, as you see, it's mentioned in the comics, a lot more arrogant. Um, he befuddles a lot of the heroes. They don't really know what to make of him. Uh, and yeah, so all sorts of, shenanigans ensue but i really enjoy this i think i think christopher yost does a, a great um has a great stab at at i mean at writing superior spider-man he does really have that voice that dan slot established for him uh and it was great to see like i mean who doesn't want to see i know it might be a bit tried and true but uh want to see heroes up against heroes so you have the avengers going after him because he's essentially um, I haven't even done that. Oh God, I haven't even done these. Essentially, um, beating up on superheroes, listeners. I haven't even done the synopsis. So the bare bones. So let me do that first. I mean, that would probably make even more sense if you want a, a, a backdrop. Uh, apologies, I was just so excited to get into it. All right, here we go. Uh, this is for Superior Spider-Man Team Up Issue One. An organized group of criminals attempt to maul a couple in an alley, but Cloak and Dagger soon arrive. Before the, the duo can fight them, Spider-Man arrives, causing the criminals to run. Cloak shouts at Spider-Man as they had the situation under control, but then Spidey punches Dagger. Later, Spidey is seen fighting Daredevil. Seeing this on the news, Captain America informs the other Avengers that Spider-Man must be taken down for his recent attacks as well as his abnormal behaviour over the past several weeks. In the meantime, Spider-Man is seen going after Gravity, Luke Cage, Iron Fist and Ant-Man, each time with a big gun slung over his shoulder. The Avengers then arrive and start to attack Spider-Man with Hulk and Thor eventually restraining him. Spidey tells Iron Man to not open his faceplate, but it is revealed that Stark is not even in the armour. Just then, Hyperion destroys the armour. Spider-Man reveals to the Avengers that Hyperion is possessed by Carrion. Carrion has been jumping from hero to hero in order to conquer uh, with a hero's body, which is why Spider-Man was attacking the other heroes. Spider-Man must shoot Hyperion if Carrion is to be defeated. He and the Avengers fight Hyperion, but they don't trust Spidey to fire the gun as they think that the blast will also kill Hyperion, uh, which is what they think Spidey wants. 
Spider-Man says it won't, and Cap gives him permission to use the gun. Spotty fires, defeating Carrion and saving Hyperion. Though he has regained his trust in the Avengers, Spider-Man still does not see them as allies. He needs to have his own team, and it is revealed that he has captured several Sinister Six members in order to achieve whatever plan he's thinking of. Meanwhile, Carrion is talking to the Jackal about some plans. Their first step, kill Spider-Man. Yes, so uh, there we go. I jumped the gun a little, but that probably gives you a little bit more context. That's probably the reason why we do bare bones, Ray. Uh, so yeah, that's um, uh, that's that's it in a nutshell. I think that was kind of succinctly uh, retold there by whoever wrote it into Wiki. Uh, so yeah, so going back, I I really enjoyed it. I I think it was really great to get an insight again of trying to really establish superior spider-man the, the point of difference and i felt that uh yost does a good um does a good interpretation of uh how the superior spider-man would act towards other heroes uh as well as um as how the, how, how they will take him as well because they're trying to still figure him out i mean for all intents He's still the Spider-Man that they know, but he's absolutely changed. So, you know, they're figuring, they're trying to figure it out too. Uh, there were a couple of things as well whilst I was reading it that I did realize, uh, which was a really nice touch by Yost. And I'm going to say it now before I forget, but we have this thing with Otto taking over the Spider-Man body. Um, that's the whole thing. That's a whole superior Spider-Man angle. And so I, I kind of liked it how it was echoed with the carrion virus or carrion um, possessing or taking over hero bodies. Um, so it's kind of ironic that Otto is, uh, he, he's really quite heroic still. Like he wants this thing to happen. And uh, this is the first issue. I don't know the, the context of it. I don't know why he wants to um, stop this carrion virus, uh, but he is doing a heroic thing. Uh, but it's ironic that he's doing it um, because of this villain, you know, possessing superheroes, this is the exact thing that he has done with Spider-Man. Um, it, it may be for different motives, of course. He he did it because he was dying. I mean, it was his last resort. Uh, I don't think in any given day he would be um, yearning or, or wanting to be in Spider-Man's body. Although later during the whole run, you find out that he does find it uh, quite liberating to have these powers and to have a young, youthful body. So uh, he certainly does come around to actually enjoying uh, inhabiting Spider-Man's body. But yeah, there's that irony first and foremost that I thought was pretty cool. Um, the first uh, aspect I thought, the first point for this, uh, I will put it as superior Spider-Man beating up on heroes. So this is... Um, what a great way to kind of start it and what a great way to have us mistrust him a little because at this stage we don't know why he's doing it, uh, let alone the heroes. So it opens up in New York City, as, as mentioned in the in the summary, about Cloak and Dagger looking very opposite, must I say. I know they're always contrasting, but we've got Cloak in the white and Dagger in the black this time round. Um, and anyway, not only does... Spider-Man jump in 
to, you assume, to help these hapless civilians that were being harassed by this uh, this team. What do they call themselves? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, I, I think we do. They're just like, uh, they've got Mexican wrestling masks on and they've got money signs on their back. So they're part of a gang. Um, they don't need the money. They just want to terrorize. But we have Spider-Man jumping in, Cloak, uh, Dagger, Cloak, sorry, says, what are you doing? We've got to control any punches, Dagger. So that's immediately get you off kilt. What, what is happening? This is not how Spider-Man operates. You know, and, he, and he's quite silent as well. We know that Spider-Man's quite quippy. Uh, in this instance, he's, he's quite silent. Uh, I've got to mention right off the bat now here as well, before I forget, David Lopez on art. So this was... Um, 2013 it's 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 good art i must say but it's it's not the art that i've come to associate with david lopez uh, he really has come into his own uh, if anything the most similar um kind of david lopez art that i know of today is in this kind of panel here there's a panel where superior spider-man is punching out dagger um, that pretty much is the closest thing to Lopez art. Everything else is quite different. It's a little bit more um, stylized, if I can say stylized in, in like less uh, less textured, uh, but it's still very cool as well. Um, and anyway, we also get, as I said in the synopsis, in the bare bones, Spider-Man attacking Daredevil. So again, as a reader, you think, what what is going on? Like, are they buddies? You know, that sort of stuff. So we're really getting this establishment of su superior Spider-Man being somewhat different. Uh, bearing in mind that this is an issue one as well. So if you haven't been following the Dan Slot run, you haven't been following superior Spider-Man, then you've got no idea who this Spider-Man is. So this actually is, in a way, a really good jumping on point because um, you get to figure out you know what what's happening um with spider-man and his his behavior um yeah so i thought that was really cool i mean that was a really op good opening uh it set the tone as well uh and it's not long before we get um we get uh captain america and the avengers kind of jumping in um trying to find out what is going on uh now pardon me just one moment my next point was um oh it was on um you know through this i think it's through this through this we do get a, a bit more of a yeah we get a a little like catch up a little lesson if you if you don't know as i was saying if you're new to this character uh you get a really quick kind of 101 on him uh you have he's been antagonistic that's what captain america has been saying arrogant belligerent that sort of stuff uh he it did escalate um he he killed a supervillain called massacre and he beat savagely beat a couple of like prankster villains it's called harm, harmless pranksters sorry screwball and jester so uh it's really a little bit of a backstory on how you know how he is very different uh, and the avengers had a previous run with him as well like they tried to bring him in uh they reckon that um it's spider-man regressing in some way uh, because of a, a recent death of an ally, 
Um, and, and there's also a talk and mention of the events in Shadowland. Um, so it's a nice little tie in as well into the, the current of that time kind of events happening around there. Uh, I can't remember who the recent, the, who the, the death of the ally is for Spider-Man. Then if anyone can let me know, please do, uh, a little shout out there. You know, we see Wolvie's, I love this Avengers lineup here. We had, uh, Captain America, Black Widow, Thor, Spider-Woman and Wolverine. How cool, how cool is that? Anyway, so, uh. Yeah, so we, we get his checkered past. Uh, I thought that was a, a you know an important thing to kind of establish as well. This is an issue again, issue one. So we're setting it up, but it's also a potential introduction to uh, to people coming into the character. Uh, just thinking, yes, this Superior Spider Man team up. It is strange as it's not your kind of orthodox team up in the sense that I didn't feel like a team up for, to me. I mean, he eventually teamed up with the Avengers to fight Hyperion. Uh, but that all kind of came about kind of more or, organically. Um, yeah, it wasn't like your conventional team up. Anyway, no marks off for that. Um, not, not at all. Um, but I just thought I'd point that out. Uh, so, I mean, Captain America, who comes up to the conclusion that they've got to take down Spider-Man. Um, now we are <laughs> heading towards Moon Knight's appearance here, his involvement here. So, the next few pages, we do get um, a few, like some quick takes on Superior Spider-Man um, meeting up with, I've never heard of this guy, Gravity. Uh, he must have been a hero. Um, I actually thought he was a villain, but he, he looks more like a hero. Uh, we don't know. I love this touch as well by Yos. We've got Superior Spider-Man holding this big-ass gun, and he points it at Gravity after after capturing him in a web. And you don't see anything like, so he, you know, we, we find out later that he probably has shot the gun uh, and, and has done its thing. And he's found that gravity is clean. Uh, so then he, that's why he kind of swings away and gravity is just left wondering what, what the hell just happened? He thought he was about to get blown away, which we thought he probably would have as well, because we've seen him beat up daredevil. We've seen him punch dagger. So I, I like this kind of thing that Yost is building, uh, in this mystery that is Superior Spider-Man. But here we go. The money shot. Loonies, what you've been waiting for. <laughs> then we get in one page, in one quarter of a page, we get Superior Spider-Man doing his thing. He's going through a lot of superheroes. He's going through Iron Fist and Power Man. Um, again, later we understand that he's testing them. He's trying to detect the carrion virus, but all we know is that he's fighting them. He fights again. This is a hero that I, I do not know. Sun Girl. Any anyone can please put their hand up. Let me know who Sun Girl is, or I can just Google her on fandom or wiki. Uh, but I've never heard of her. She looks pretty cool though. She's almost got like a wasp vibe, but her wings, dare I say, because she's called Sun Girl, are probably made from elements of the sun. I don't know because. They're glowing and they look white hot. Um, but you have Superior Spider-Man there using, uh, we've seen it before, he's, remember he's Doc Ock. So he uses like almost the Iron Spider, you know, the legs kind of emulate the Doc Ock, um, Dr. Octopus um, tentacles. But he's using that, he's pointing the gun at Sun Girl. And she's pointing something back at him as well. Uh, then we get, here we go. I'm going to get onto my 
two-hour dissertation on Moon Knight because he's appeared uh, in, what is that, 9.50 a.m. So, you know, mid-morning, people are having brekkie, they're having brunch, that sort of stuff. Uh, we get Moon Knight uh, looking very different. I'm about to say this obviously came in before the Warren Ellis, Declan Shelby run because we don't get that black and white armor. He's very much more in that traditional all white. He's got a gold belt on. He's throwing some crescent moons at Superior Spider-Man um, and he manages to successfully snap the webbing, the web line. Uh, that's the extent of it. Um, sorry, folks, uh, but we do get a title of him down at the bottom left. Uh, we don't know how he fares. He might have been something similar to Gravity. Superior Spider-Man probably points a gun at him, finds out that he's cleaned, and then just um, swings away. Uh, but that's it. I, you know, I can't dwell any longer on on Moon Knight. Drawn well, cape flowing. You know, mid-air battle, so it's quite dynamic. It's not like he's just, I don't know, just standing on the street. Um, so looking pretty good from the, you know, perspective from quite up high. We see the, the traffic down below. Uh, I, I think that's all I can say, really. <laughs> but there he does. He does appear. Uh, there he is in all his glory. Uh, and below that as well in the fourth panel, we get, again, this is really weird. As a, as a first-time reader, not knowing Superior Spider-Man, he's taken on Doctor Strange and he just, he just dealt him a haymaker. He's drawn blood, similar to Dagger. He manages to clock Doctor Strange. I don't know how he got away for, with that one. I mean, seriously, what, does he just run away after that? Because how do you defeat Strange? Or how do you, you know, I can't imagine that that fight would last any length of time. Um, it continues on as well. We get the Baxter building and we get Superior Spider-Man taking on Miss Thing. Uh, oh, my gosh. I've got to try to remember her name. I can't remember it. It's It's... Thund, is it a Thundra? I think I think her name is. Is it a Sharon as well? I think it's a Sharon. I feel it is. Um, she had the uh, Doctor. God, I'm missing his name. Not Morpheus. What's his name? Doctor Dorcas. Doctor. The guy with the super serum. The guy with the demolition man. This is why I need a co-host. I can't can't remember off the top of my head. Mm, you're probably shouting at it as you are listening to this. Anyway, it's Sharon. Um, the thing from the Fantastic Four in the thing suit. Um, also, Spider-Man is fighting Medusa. Um, what the heck? How can he? And She-Hulk, of all people. Uh, this looks like from the, I think it's the Matt Fraction. Is that right? The Matt Fraction run of Fantastic Four. Just looking at She-Hulk's um, Fantastic Four suit and Medusa's as well. Um, people are looking on. Uh, they're all they're all kind of scared. There are mol moloids and a couple of people from the Future Foundation. And we get Scott Lang uh, who Otto grabs and you think he's going to do something. Uh, he throws him towards the Human Torch, but again, he must have uh, been clean. Same with everyone else in the room, so you assume that Superior Spider-Man just, just waltzes away. Uh, we see him coming on the rooftop, and he, and he um, scans, and he wants to gain access to all the bot cameras and to have them 
up as visuals on his lens because he, he's on a mission. He's doing this whole thing. He's going through all the heroes, but it's at this stage that um, that the Avengers, what a, what a great hero shot here. And again, look, uh, nothing wrong with this art, but if you look at this, uh, this is a um, splash page compared to like, later David Lopez's uh, artworks, which are phenomenal. I love them. I love them. He did some stuff in um, Batman and Superman. He did the Defenders run with Brian Michael Bendis. He's done countless things, and it just looks so um, – yeah, I, I'm a fan of, of Lopez. Uh, but, this, yeah, this is 2013, a very different style. I know a lot of artists go through uh, an evolution as I draw, uh, but it's interesting, just interest, interesting to see a difference in Lopez's art. Uh, having said that as well, though, uh, the the Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man looks awesome. I love the black and red suit. I love the design. Um, he's got the very distinct eyes. They're not like the white eyes. They're kind of a, a glossy lens, a reflective lens that is very distinct in this particular Spider-Man. Um, but in this instance, all the all the Avengers are here. Uh, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, Hawkeye, Hulk in a weirdo costume, Hyperion, Captain Marvel, and Iron Man. Well, Iron Man's bot, as we find later on. Um, so, uh, yeah, my other key aspect was the um, the Avengers battle, which is not too long. I mean, he tries, Otto, but he's up against the Hulk and Captain America and Thor let alone Hawkeye and Black Widow. So he hasn't got much hope. And he got Hyperion in the background. Um, but, yeah, that was a little a little battle. But um, and it's basically the Avengers going, what's going on here, Spider-Man? Uh, but this is the reveal, and this is the, the big aspect here. This is the reveal of the carrion virus, the virus that um, Spider-Man is saying to Iron Man, don't open your faceplate. You know, you could be infected. Keep that thing closed. Uh, Iron Man reveals that he's not there. There's just like a, uh, a, not a teleprompt. There's a monitor of him. It's just a robot. Thankfully, though, because as you see, we get a, a first-person perspective of scanning, scans Black Widow, Cap, Iron Man, Carol, and Clint. They're all clean. At the end, though, we get Hyperion, and he, he isn't. And then he has his weird face, which is actually the Carrion face, infected danger. And Carrion immediately destroys Iron Man, and he goes on a bit of a rampage. And this was my other aspect. This was fun. Uh, you know, you gotta you got to balance comic books, I think, in superhero comic books at least, with a little bit of titillation, a bit of action. And coupled with like character development and story and drama, so yeah, so Yos injects this in. This is cool because Hyperion is, you know, one of the stronger ones, isn't he? Uh, and he takes out Thor and and Carol, um, Hulk. I don't know what he does to Hulk. He, he just shoots him a couple of times with his eye beams, and Hulk disappears. And then all of a sudden, it's just down to Cap and Hawkeye. Um, so you know, a, a few things lost in the battle there, but. Um, you know, back in the, I'm going to be old man Ray, back in the 80s or, or 90s, we would have seen this battle in detail. And we would have gone through each one of them in detail and understand why it's just Cap and Hawkeye left. Um, but anyway, Hyperion is there. Hawkeye, um, or Captain America is the one, actually. He throws a smoke bomb, or, or, or the bomb, shall I say, because it explodes. Uh Thor eventually kind of lightning strikes Hyperion. 
uh, and the Hulk comes back and smashes him as well. So does Carol. I mean, so there's a lot of toying and froing here, uh, but I love the vision of carrying his face as he kind of flickers um, over the face of a Hyperion. And um, and this is the, the big moment because, again, this whole issue was built on do we trust this guy or not because he's, you know, he's attacking superheroes. He's, he's a little bit less like well he's a lot less likable than your traditional peter parker or your traditional traditional spider-man but cap makes the call he trusts him um i don't know i mean that is a big call i mean otto could have just done anything but he does do what he needs to do and as he says with the gun that he fashioned in 17 minutes uh, he's managed to uh, dissipate the carrion virus out of hyperion which is pretty cool um so hyperion's back to normal uh, and yeah, and anyway, um, they apologize, which is fantastic. Like they, they do apologize. Uh, Cap does, you know, I, I owe you an apology. I shouldn't have doubted you. Um, I love Superior Spider Man's response about your probation. Um, and he goes, Probation? Oh, you were you serious about that? Adorable. <laughs> so Otto is just being the kind of arrogant egotistical person that he is and he and he zooms off and flies away um a couple of other things for the big aspects which were mentioned in the bare bones uh we get superior spider-man saying oh it was actually it would be good to be in a team especially if you have big hitters like you know hulk or thor but he goes oh, i'm not going to be part of their team just you know, i'm not keen on that and we see a shot of the light i love it the likes of sandman electro who else have we got there? Vulture, Mysterio. There's another person at the end there. It doesn't look like Craven at all or Hobby or any of the other Sinister Six. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's it. It's pretty cool. And we finally get we get an epilogue as well in true – it's 2013. So, you know, the post credit scenes were, were totally a norm. It was in vogue. And we get a, a reveal of the jackal, basically. Uh, Carrion returning. I love Carrion too. He's, he's in. I've only. I've never seen him in much. You know. Um, I. I first saw him in the Marvel Handbook, official Marvel Handbook. Oh, the official Handbook of the Marvel Universe. Uh, the the comic book versions. I, I collected them, and I collected the issue that had Carrion in it, and I read him. He just looks so cool. Just had. It was kind of like a disease-ridden superhero that touched things and they kind of withered and stuff. Um, he seemed like a very dangerous villain and kind of in rags. He's got like a little satchel that he carries around. Um, used effectively, I think, in, in the slots in slots run. He does use him uh, in the clone conspiracy or the one of the clone um, – one of the conspiracies of the clone sagas. Uh, but speaking of clone sagas, the Jackal as well, very synonymous with with cloning and um, and the likes of Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, and, and we do get that in this in this team up coming up because the, the next issue uh, features, it's shown there at least, so that's Kane. Um, yeah, um, but we, we won't get to that. That's uh, another issue. But there you go. Uh, oh, how do I remove this thing from the video? There you go, uh, Looney listeners. 
that was uh that was superior spider-man team up that was quite fun i i thought uh now i should get the prompt sheet here um let's see the rating so uh yeah i i gave this a solid seven and a half out of ten as first issues go i really enjoyed it. i'm, I'm a big spider-man fan um again depending it might be quite divisive whether you like the superior spider-man whether you like slots run i felt the character superior spider-man is is a strong one and you see him later on in the likes of uh spider-verse plays a big part in that and um yeah he just he's just be turned into a character unto his own self uh and and it can be done because remember spider-man and spider-verse there's just so many different versions so he's just one of them uh and yeah i I really enjoyed it i think the art was was great it's not the hang on what have i got here have i got this wrong don't tell me i've got this wrong is it is it chichetto even then i mean chichetto's it looks different oh no pencils david lopez yeah yeah it is david david lopez i thought so sorry i just saw the cover to issue two and it said chichetto so I thought that maybe Chichetto had done this issue, but he hasn't. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, as, as by way of you know, for doing a a rating of Moon Knight's appearance, I'll have to give it a, a like a one, like I did last time when I had uh, Kaya on as a guest co-host, and we did the Black Panther issue. Just for the fact that it was really just a, a fleeting appearance. Uh, it's it's not worth um probably not worth if you're a completionist you probably still want it but uh it's it's really not worth it if you're a big spider-man fan then pick it up of course uh but yeah it's yeah a as one of the loonies said i think it was chris a, a big shout out to uh to sorry chris sheepdog shepherd he said, sorry to burst your bubble because I put up the discussion thread. He said, um, it's only one panel and he doesn't even speak. So <laughs> in a nutshell, that kind of summed it up. Um, so I'll leave it up to you, Loonies, if you find uh, any worth in getting it or at least at least reading it. I'm glad I read it now and, and saw Mooney in it. But it really, there's no, there's no meat to those bones at all. Um, a big shout out also as well to... Uh, to Blake Buxton, Looney Blake Buxton as well. He, um, <laughs> he, it sounded like from like myself I had not read the issue, and uh, he said he ended his post saying good luck and saying, well, you know, we don't see Moon Knight on the cover, so I'm a bit wary, but um, but yeah, but good luck. Um, I hope you have a good discussion. I think that's what he was saying. Uh, so huge shout out to Blake there. Um, so for all your kind words. Looney listeners, that wraps up this iteration of Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Uh, spectacles, what should I say? Um, I had something on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember it now. So it mustn't have been that important. <laughs> but next phase, episode 326 um fingers crossed it's it's not that far away actually hopefully it will be by the end of this week uh fingers crossed um i'll have to touch base hoping to have the other high priest rebecca back because as mentioned we'll have moon knight issue 22 by jed mckay and alessandro capuccio 
to review. So very, I'm looking forward to that. That's um, as I record this, it's out in a couple of days. Uh, so can't wait to get into some new material. As always, we will live stream that uh, for US listeners. Sorry, it might be a little bit early in the morning, but if you can make it, would love to hear from you, love to see you. Uh, but you will be live streaming that across all our platforms as always, uh, as well as releasing a podcast version of it. Uh, as always, as I mentioned, Patronis, thank you so much for your support. Uh, a big thanks to Odin, Frank, Daniel, Mario, Justin, Derek, Wayne, Josh, Anthony, Russell, Michael, Drew, Matthew, Jonathan, and Dan. And you too can become a Patreon member on patreon.com slash itk moon night i might even have some stuff here uh yeah anyway um <laughs> also uh as mentioned sponsored um by odin odin sword frank the think tank daniel doing drew tombs as well um so thank you each and every one of you um i can't wait to you know to hopefully collaborate with you down the track, Drew, looking at you. Let's get sheet-faced. And as well, clectors.com and Dreamland Comics. Use the code MOON and get 20% off their online store as well. Where you can find us, uh, you can email us at feedback at itkmoonnight.com. I did receive a, an email, I'm glad to say, but I think it was a bot I think that robot was trying to sell me something, but happy to receive your emails, Loonies. Um, I know it's an antiquated system. Even post something to me. Yeah, I, I know we always joke about it, but please do. I'd love to get post. Uh, website, itkmoonot.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Again, the important handle is itkmoonnight or at itkmoonnight. So, for instance... Um, Twitter, a handle is at ITK Moon Knight, and YouTube is youtube.com slash at ITK Moon Knight. Um, so, yep, finally, we are part of the collective, some fantastic shows. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Gamma Charge, um, the strongest podcast there is. Russell's doing some great stuff there. A big sad farewell. Uh, it's coming up. I don't think it's here yet, but a huge farewell to Times of Evil. Um, Russell's first podcast, um, but you know, fond memories of that show. It was fantastic. I mean, Russell's gone on to, to do many, many things. Um, but yeah, a big, a big, uh, salute and a, a 12 gun salute and a shotgun wedding for times of evil. Um, yeah, it was, it's a fantastic episode. If you can, I mean, it's probably all available still and back back catalog or back issues or whatever back back episodes go check it out um but we have also the likes of i'm gonna give a shout out to ghost spider groupies pax and abigail doing great stuff there about spider gwen i'm gonna shout out my own as well here the other thing to know her is to fear her because can't talk about ghost spider without talking about jessica drew the og spider woman Go check it out. Uh, also, Resurrections, Thanos and Adam Warlock podcast there. Fantastic as well. Um, love them. And um, Collective Adjacent, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Capes and, Lun uh, Capes and Lunatics too as well. Don't get me wrong. They're doing fantastic stuff. Capes on the couch. Love those guys. Um, yes. So anyway, thank you so much, uh, Looney listeners, for sticking with it. 
Uh, I'll be back in a few days, hopefully with Rebecca. If not, uh, maybe over the weekend or something. I'm hoping that uh, our schedules will align. I know Rebecca's been doing some great and wonderful things. I've got to catch up with her. It's been too long, uh, but she looks like she's been doing a lot of fun stuff. Um, but until then, as always, may Conchie watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch.